Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, the guy who feels everything he says is so important that he's got six podcasts to his name, and you're listening to Hey Fam, another podcast he's trying to get his elbow inside of, man, spread his voice around like a virus. Hey, fam, 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 fam. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. My name is Levens. My name is Angus. And guess what, fam? Ten years in, and we bone like we're cheating, cheating on, on each other with each other. A decade plus, and her clit slash brown slash taint area still pones my dick. Thank you so much to everyone who came to our live episode. You threw me off there. Wow, you really it's normally just launching you say straight into it. Test and no, I guess after that show, that was test enough. The live show, if you haven't heard, go back immediately. It was the dumbest thing I've ever done. That also I'm the best so, I'm thing. So like, proud I'm of seriously, it. if I um, I don't believe in heaven or the afterlife or you just you whatever. just believe in the ta- the taint area. The I clit believe and in the brown, the father, the son, and the taint area. <laughs> but if I do get to the pearly gates and I'm asked, what was this, what was the one thing you did that you were proud of on earth? I'm pretty much certain I'm going to say the the Hey Fam live show, uh, September 16, <laughs> called Clip Brain. Uh, one four one oh four episodes in. Go check it out. Yeah, uh, leave a leave a review sent, Peter. <laughs> so uh, yeah, a live episode's called Clit slash Brown slash Taint Area. Yeah, which um, means today's called still still just still. Just We're still. really going to milk the rest of this tweet yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then <laughs> we might do it back to front or just. Well, well, I was letter. thinking maybe we could do like the revisionist tweet. Well, here's the thing. I guess you're going to have back. to listen for a few more episodes yeah. to find out what we do. Well, we'll just do Entourage again. Well, we we'll start again. <laughs> Um, so tonight on the show, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about our live episode. We're mostly just going to say thank you. Um, Huge but we're also uh, going to be talking about a little we've movie. We've taken a week off. So oh, that's we've got right. so much to catch so up on. So much good content. It was uh, the only good thing about taking a week off is that it was like, oh, I can't wait to see you again because there's so much good stuff to talk about. Um, we actually saw the day after the, um, the Hey Fam live episode, we saw the Lego Ninjago movie. We got a sneaky little preview, which was lovely. Uh, some people went home with things. That's right. More, more on that <laughs> later. Um, we've uh, been watching some television. Um, there's been a... Uh, yeah. We, we, we both are, are, are now true weaves with premium crunchy roll memberships. My role um, is crunchy sensei and I love it. Just watching hella anime. I'm loving it. Um, and Meanwhile, Netflix uh, launched a little new series uh, that is a tribute, I guess, in a way to anime. I'd to call anime, it a tribute, yeah. Made by a, a big uh, Japanese studio. I mean, produced mm. the animation anyway. But, but written by a American indie lord. <laughs> Ezra, Ezra Koenig from, yep. um, Vampire, from Vampire Weekend. Weekend. Um, so we'll talk about that. It's called Neo Yokio. Um, and uh, it's been getting some strange reviews. But it's I getting mixed, mixed reviews. Have you watched it all? I'm three episodes in. And we cheat on each other. Like, like what <laughs> <laughs> Her anime weeb. <laughs> uh, 
bunny tail. Um, plus on the uh, on the games front, it's, we were like a couple of days away from uh, being owners of the SNES <sighs> Mini, which is very exciting. I'm checking that mail every day. Um, we've been downloading a whole bunch of new indie titles on the Switch. Yeah, we can, we can talk about. And there's been some uh, cool little news. Uh, regarding like Super Mario Odyssey and uh, also some cool news about the Switch itself, a little right. tribute to a great man. But should we just kick things off with uh, like you know, thanks everyone who came to the live episode. Thanks everyone who listened. We're going to do another one soon. Yep, super it was, soon. It was the most fun day. So we had a super fun after party. Yep. Um, that Angus was present for about an hour of. <laughs> yeah, you know these things. I've got a lot of commitments. <laughs> Look, I seriously putting on that show again, like. I don't know if I get nervous or something, but I I, I, I stress so much before the show's on and I'm like mentally You wouldn't drained. let me start the episode for so long. I, I was long. like scared. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously was scared. I was like, no, we're going to... St-. I remember, yeah, I don't know. It might be my uh, on the spectrum behavior, but I remember you're like, we're going to start at three. And then when it was like 2.55, I'm like, just five more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I was so nervous. I think because um, I had all the media set up and normally like last t- time we kind of did a show, if someone else doing all that, and sure. I was like so worried that I was going to screw it up, despite the fact like that no one would have given the a people fuck. in the audience wouldn't have cared, and like we can edit it later. I kept yeah, totally. remembering as soon as it's done. But I was a mental, uh, emotionally just like done. Like when I do something, that you just read that Kevin Smith tweet that many times. <laughs> I had to call Lifeline. <laughs> Actually, there has been a development. Um, for those who haven't even listened, this still uh, applies to you. Kevin Smith, uh, that Kevin Smith at that Kevin Smith has actually liked a comment that I've left on his uh, Instagram account using the dummy account, Kevin Smith crying. Yes, yeah, so we started an account featuring reaction videos, Kevin Smith crying at different things. We're going to be ad- gradually adding to that over the next Adding way more. I'm going to add one tonight. We've um, got some cool ideas Please for send any submissions for what Kevin Smith should be crying at. It can be a song. It can be a picture. But generally, it should be... A, a minute clip if you have a any minute long. seriously yeah please send it to us heyfanpodcast at gmail.com or our Facebook page inbox DMs are open um, <laughs> so far we tried sticking up Corey in the house it was pulled instantly yeah Disney first time I've had something pulled from Instagram and it was for that Kevin uh, from Kevin Smith crying I, w- I, was, I was kind of hoping Kevin Smith had um Taking the copyright claim out on him crying, and he was just taking down any video of him crying. I was of like, oh. Going, oh, fuck, <laughs> fuck. But no, it was uh, those those goons at Disney. <laughs> it's so funny. He's almost ruined crying for me at the moment. Oh, now, because whenever like, I say like, oh man, I got really emotional watching that. Like someone would be like, oh, like Kevin Smith. Like, damn, like, it, damn it, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like I watched, I finished the leftovers uh, in between the last two times we've recorded. Perfect ending. I was crying at the end of it, and now I'm just like. Man, I feel like Kevin Smith. I'm so glad no one filmed me. <laughs> this is the uh, the HBO Damon Lindelof uh, yeah. show. Yeah, um, yeah. You you kind of you mentioned it in the past. So you really happy with the, the ending? It, it was, was amazing. Um, for a guy who I never watched Lost, but what I know is the ending is horrible. Yeah. And for a guy who had a lot of problems ending something, it was I think you know probably he went a little. Uh, no, he didn't. I was like maybe he like focused just on the ending and nothing else. Yeah, perfect ending. Perfect ending. Great. So the, I've, I've bought the first season, which I'm going to yeah. watch after I Look, get through. First some season's great, anime. but it seriously hits its stride two and three. Yeah, cool. It, one seems quite separate now to two and three. Two and three are very uh, somewhat linked. But yeah, right. One's still great. The cast is amazing. Um, yeah, he's. I've been listening to Damon Lindelof a lot. I, I always read the name and I knew of it. I knew he did like Prometheus and a few other films, which everything he does seems to be really divisive. Well, not really, but it's like somewhat divisive. It's never entirely positive. Yeah, yeah, there's either people who are for or people who are just against. There's never like, oh, he is fine. Um, he was on a great 
Entertainment Weekly did an amazing Twin Peaks podcast every week. Probably the best one out of all of the Twin Peaks podcasts for recaps. And they had great guests. He, he, he just became a regular. Right. And he was amazing because Twin Peaks was airing the same night The Leftovers was airing. And he was like, oh, this is such an honor. Like, he's just a fanboy. <laughs> he, he has that, like, I was about to say, he's got that J.J. Abrams type of, like, oh, I love media that, and I'm like, oh, that's probably why they work together. For yeah, so yeah, long. sure. But he's like, oh, like, I, this show is directly influenced by Twin Peaks in, the, like, you know, I know it is. It's not for the, it's not really, but he's like, it is the fact Twin Peaks, like, I soaked it up. It goes into everything I watch. And now it's on at the same time. He's like, I'm not even watching my own show. He's like, I'm watching Twin Peaks. He's like, it's the best. But it was great hearing him this week talking about, um, just his Twin Peaks, like he's so fan, fan, like a fan. He's like us. Um, you you've spoken about the end of Twin Peaks on the show already. Yeah, which, but again, which finale did you prefer, Leftovers or Twin Peaks? Oh, man, it's three. like comparing, you know, a day, like it's it's David Lynch is just it, you can't compare the yeah. two. I know that's such a cop out, but his movies are like and films. Or I sort of throw at you, throw it at you, see if you had an answer. Look, as somebody who the like they're such polar opposite series, uh, three seasons over twenty eight years. Or three seasons over like four years. <laughs> One was twenty eight episodes long and had a, had an ending in mind. But yeah, for leftovers was very satisfying. Twin Peaks, I can't just talk about the ending. It's going to be the whole season. I was just pinching myself that it was on TV again. Like that to me was the gift enough. Where leftovers probably had more pressure to have a good ending because like it wasn't this great show from 25 years ago which was super hard to get the gang back together so like it didn't deserve to have like it didn't have to be this good sure. and i think i don't know there's more stakes now man i could talk for hours about the leftovers i'm so pumped for you to watch it well while we've got you know Dave, damon lindelof on the mind um yeah the, the big news is that he's officially moving forward with the Watchmen yeah. tv series for hbo and that's kind of been a pilot has wanting been to do yeah, yeah yeah he's in the process of doing a pilot and they've been wanting to do that for a while remember 2014 first hearing that HBO wanting to resurrect it Zack Snyder was on board originally thank uh, <laughs> thank Zack he's not now I think that's probably for the like he's done it once don't make it your thing like don't make making the Watchmen your thing yeah I don't know if I want any iteration of it I think you know the comic is the best iteration because it is about comics like it's to enjoy the Watchmen. I mean, it is a fable about comic. It is a post-comic comic in a way, you know? It is like about comics. It's about... It was a it was a commentary on that era of comics and a lot of other things at the time. But the episodic nature, I think like if someone had a gun to my head and they're like, you have to decide which format this is going to be best be suited in, I'd say a big budget ser- episodic TV series would be much yeah, better. Yeah, well, you, you don't want them to rush any of it. But like for me, it's like I'm only really interested in The Watchmen as a TV series if they do what no one wants them to do, which is take liberties and write new stories featuring the characters. Maybe they will. I mean, maybe they're going to include before Watchmen stuff, maybe stuff before it. I mean, the thing is, if this is successful and we know what HBO are like, uh, they, I think they've planned three Game of Thrones spinoffs already, two or three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, which, you know, I don't watch that show, so I don't care, but... They're in the business of keeping popular properties on the air, you know. And I think everyone is now. You look at uh, the Walking Dead, you know, and they're like got the other Walking Dead and the show Talking after the Walking Dead, Dead. Yeah. and yeah. I mean, I you know what? I think they're trying to do a classic adaptation. 
and then maybe take it from there. Or? I really hope that they go full crazy with the um, you know, the big flying squid monster oh, that explodes. You know what? That I like, guarantee you that's what Lindelof will do. He'll be like, "We have to do it." There's that, no way we're not doing that. That's my favorite part of the Watchmen: the, the, the coming, absurd. the coming together of the artist who you meet. It's amazing. All the, yeah, you're reading like, why is there a comic artist? Why is there a special effects ex- expert? Why is there exactly. like a um, like a engineer and stuff? And then so much better, like transporting a giant like alien thing which then forces the need for hero like it, it suited it so well like that needed to be it the fact uh, they didn't go with that and went with what was like he was a nuclear threat or something yeah, it was yeah. just, it was so boring so dull and again like I think that could have worked on a screen if done well but I don't know if it was enough people are just you know afraid of comic books yeah I think I, I th- honestly think episodically and you know I haven't watched Lost so I'm not two for two I'm one for one Leftovers is one of the best shows I've ever watched I'm going to trust this guy he's, and uh, in the Twin Peaks podcast he speaks so much about his writing room habits and the different of being a showrunner and not a showrunner and he's like he's like everyone's in the writing room he, he sounds really collaborative so I'm thinking that'll be good not just a singular vision he's not just writing it I think it's like a big mixture of people and shared vision and I don't know it'd be, hopefully it's made for the right reasons I mean, I don't think anything can be. <laughs> like, Unless it's an original IP. Yeah. It's hard for something to be made for the right reasons. It's when it's based off of something that's already been yeah, made. Yeah, I mean, that's a thing. It's so hard talking about this stuff because it is... I can't constantly think about this. Like, even tonight, I saw that Brian Brown ad. Have you seen it? Where he's like, pay for media. Have you like seen the that? Like the anti- yeah. Have you seen it? Like, the anti-piracy one? Oh, no. It's going doing the rounds and he's kind of like, you know what? Like, you could download it from the Pirate Bay and... Or you could stream it online on a flash site and maybe get a virus or something. Or you could spend like a couple of dollars to, to support arts. And then I was like, yeah, that's right. Support the arts. I'm into support. And then I'm like, oh, it's always like commercial arts. Like there's, there's no such thing as just like the arts arts. It's like it is still a, a business and Hollywood's an industry and even Australian film industry is an industry. And I was just, I don't know. This you is woke the, up. Then I woke up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they, they, these are my the thoughts I have, and I don't know. It is is it for the right reason? I don't know. Things that, some things are made for the right reason, like the Lego Ninjago movie. Well, <laughs> here can we link it back even further? Uh, the lead of the Leftovers is Justin Theroux, ah. who is one of the vocal leads. Uh, no voice actors, vocal leads. Vocal sounds leads, like yeah, a, yeah. we're playing guitar here. I jump in here, vocal yeah. lead Levens. I need you to help me do uh, Killers when you were young. Uh, yeah, he played Garmadon. Who is the uh, the antagonist slash uh, father of the protagonist? Who wears all um, black? Sounds like uh, <laughs> sounds like another character I know about in the fictional sphere. Who? Darth Vader. Oh yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> like, wears black. Darth Vader. Yeah, big helmet. Um, well, you are the Star Wars guy. That's, I'm the Star that's Wars why guy. you made such yeah. a you know. It's a You're the Damon Lindelof guy. Right. I'm the Star Wars guy. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, both the, I'm the Ninjago Smith guy. <laughs> You're the ninja guy. Um, so we went the next day. After the great. FM episode, yeah. Um, I took uh, my son, Tommy Dasilo, and you took your son, Archie. Yep. Um, one of but those. in a way, uh, Lego took us all. Um, we, we've, you know, we really, really loved the first Lego movie. Well, um, Batman too. And Lego Batman as well. Uh, yeah. But we definitely said in our review of Lego Batman that it was, it, you know, while it was still really enjoyable, it was, yeah. it was I think... From a film point of view and from a story point of view, it was definitely a big step down from what the Lego movie was. Yeah, I kept thinking like if it wasn't a... 
also, I don't think the movie needed to be in Lego. Like, I, thinking about it today, I was like, that could have been just a regular animated Batman movie and it still would have worked. Yeah, like, whereas- it was like Brave and the Bold style animation or animated series or something new. Whereas the Lego movie, the whole point, it's about Lego. The Master Builder and, like, the beautiful and subplot with the and- father and the son. Yeah, and, like, totally. The beautiful... And the way they use, use real-world um, items like the Craggle and just the father-son relationship and that beautiful story. Like, and, you know, that movie... To me, that ending was... Obviously not hitting the same emotional punches as Toy Story three, but it was trying to go for the same audience. Like you are now an adult who played with sorry who played with toys, mm. and now you're supposed to feel something about you know the stuffy adult who look. I'm looking in this room right now. I've got Lego inside a cabinet that no one touches <laughs> in a glass cabinet, and yeah, it hit that note. And it was kind of about oh, this movie's meta. It's about Lego and playing with Lego and a child's like unbridled imagination. Whereas the Lego Batman movie was kind just of a like, Batman just movie. a Batman story that happened to be made with, with Lego. Yeah, like the very maybe one scene relied on the fact it was Lego, and that was when they were like falling from the sky and had to assemble using their heads. Yeah, and other than that, it was just like uh, there, there was no real need for this to be a um, a Lego movie. But you know what, Lego Batman was like the runaway success character of the Lego movie. So may in that yeah, I'll, totally. I'll give it that. Like Definitely. I'll give it that that that, that Batman was and, established. You in- know, while it wasn't as like like wholesome and good as the Lego movie, it was still a very fun experience. It was super fun. And it was I, you know what? It you could tell they were in the same universe in a sense as the Lego movie. Like very similar comedy, very similar beats, very similar you could tell it came from the same place. Ninjago. So this is the movie that when it was announced, I was like, oh, really? They're going to make a Ninjago movie? Ninjago is one of Lego's original properties. A new, like, what, 10 years old maybe? Yeah, if, if that. If that like, like it's seven, eight. Seven so like you and I, huge Lego fans, huge Batman fans. Mm-hmm. We're obviously on board for the first two. Yeah. and then I knew, nothing, I was, I knew yeah. next to nothing about Ninjago. This is always a theme that never really appealed to me too as, a, as an adult buyer of Lego. So it's kind of like the way I got it before I went in, I was thinking like, is it... Asian Harry Potter for ninjas, pretty much, and that's that's, that's, that's yeah, kind of yeah. what I thought it was. It was like these young people who are nin- nin- trained like by an ninjas, older person. Yeah. Who there's like an evil person. Like I did like some of the designs. Like Garmadon looks cool as hell. The forearms. I don't know if Garmadon is like one of the regular characters or he was made for the movie. But I think I, he was I, I a regular character. Yeah, I was doing right, some uh, Brickpedia uh, research <laughs> before the film. But the um, so I, I was I was like I don't really know if I want to see that, but yeah, you know, I'll, I'll see what happens. And then as and the, they were the, adamant that they, they announced that three years ago. Yeah, didn't that's they? What it I mean. was just yeah, like yeah. we're doing Lego Batman and we're doing Lego Ninjago, and I was like, oh, I could think of like four hundred other properties <laughs> you could maybe like. You guys are Warner Brothers. You have the rights to Harry Potter. Here's a trillion dollar idea. Why don't you remake the Harry Potter movies as two Lego movies? Yeah, totally. There's your, thank you very much, J.K. Rowling. There's your billion dollars. Um, so uh, when they finally released the trailer at the start of the year and the, and the voice cast, I was like taken aback by how amazing. much fun this movie looked. Your um, Kamel. Yeah, you have uh, Fred Armisen, like, Jackie Chan. Jackie, I mean, hey, I, I, man, we're going to spend a bit of time talking about Jackie Chan in this episode. Jackie Tan- Chan, Dave Franco, Michael Pena, Fred Armisen, Abby Jacobson, Kamal Nanjiani, um, Zach Woods, Olivia Munn, Justin Theroux, um, Chris Hardwick is in there apparently. I don't remember who he played, but yeah, Chris Char- Hardwick, Charlene Yee. Um, She's great. Yeah, the, the, the Redder. She was in Twin Peaks. Redder is in it. Charlene Yee. And you, oh really? Yeah, one episode, one scene, and one episode crawling around on the ground screaming. <laughs> Perfect, bizarre. Um, you remember Retta from from Parks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the cast she, was great. She was in the cast too. Um, yeah, so I, was, I, I I suddenly was like, oh wow, this dumb movie actually yeah. looks kind of fun. 
Um, and I think it was really good use of bad blood by Taylor Swift in that second uh, the trailer film clip as well. Yeah, the yeah, trailer, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so yeah, when when you got invited to the um, I love that you were you were invited to the, the the premiere and then you wrote back and you were like, can I bring three other people? It was an option. Oh wow, that's crazy! It was literally an yeah, option. Yeah. You could ma- it was a drop down. I was always gonna ask if I could bring you and Archie. Um, and then because we saw Batman together and had such a great experience, but it was a drop down. It was like one to four. I was like four. It's a family movie. They're thinking two parents, two kids. Yeah. But uh, as we know, said they got two parents, <laughs> a kid, and an egg. And an egg. <laughs> Uh, good thing there was egg seating at this cinema, yeah, and there was a ramp so we could roll him up and down. So before before we talk about the actual movie itself, we get in there, we sit down, and you know it's a premiere. There's kids running around everywhere. It's like there's family masks. and friends. Remember there were stickers. Yeah, there's all these wild activities, the for, like ninja activities you can do in the foyer. I'm into the Sunday afternoon movie premiere. I got this with Spider Man Homecoming. We had this with Lego Batman. Like they they just do things. You yeah, know? yeah. It's, that, it's that family time, and they know the kids will talk about it for ages. So they do a lucky a lucky seat prize, and um, usually that means like, what do you get? Like a pop, like a Funko Pop. You get like, yeah, yeah, you get that, and then or you, a poster. Yeah, nothing. Um, and because it's a Lego movie, you got boxes of Lego, like substantial boxes of Lego. Were they sets from the new film? Yeah, that's right. Wow. Um, and uh, they they go like, oh, you know, um, so we're going to read out your seat number and, and check what seat seat you are, and they read out. Archie's seat number. It was the best. And Archie... I remember, I'll never forget. It was like L5. I think it was M5. M5. <laughs> I will forget. That's why I didn't win. Um, and uh, I carried Archie up to the front of the cinema. And they're like, what's your name with the microphone? And Archie. It's the best. <laughs> so, so funny. Um, it's the best thing ever. He's um, going to be so disappointed every other time he goes to a movie now. <laughs> like, and just be like, oh, why am I getting Lego? Or why, you know, why am I crawling through jungle gym ropes? So I was on a high from that. Also, I was on a high because um, to get Archie to sit through a movie, I bought so much junk food for him. And they were like, we got free chock tops. Yeah. We'd already eaten popcorn. a burger and chips before we got to the cinema. We got uh, there was popcorn. popcorn. Um, we got all kinds of shit. And then we brought a bunch of stuff from home. Um, That's I, right. He gave me some Skittles towards the end of the film. I remember back to watching the Ninjago movie and I feel like I was drunk because I don't remember key moments. I don't remember how it ended. Like, I don't know why yeah. there are these massive lapses. I can't remember if it was, if the movie, if certain parts of the movie didn't well, make an impact on me. we did have the live show me. the day before. Yeah, yeah. Or I was just like, preoccupied with like looking after a three-year-old who, who was kind of... Bored. I'm with you. Like, it was a pretty... It seemed like something I would watch after school on TV, a lot of it. Yeah. Um, I just kept thinking that, that I can't stop thinking about them as three movies in the same universe. Like, it was, it is so different tonally to the f- Batman and Lego like I was even thinking at the end of Batman you have like because um, when I was saying like oh they should do Harry Potter I was like oh but Voldemort's in it and That's so right. is um, Sauron, Sauron and just yeah. like the gremlins and like that was so similar to the humour and um, the rules of the Lego movie how That's people right. could like jump from universes yeah, yeah. this was so self-contained and was just kind of like here is a self-contained Ninjago movie? And the Lego movie and Lego Batman movie, every single thing you see on screen from like the buildings and the the, the backgrounds, but also then things like even the explosions are made out of Lego bricks. Um, Whereas this, there was like real life water. and I know they changed water recently. I was watching it on the Lego Batman documentaries. What did it say? The animation ones. They decided to switch to water for... The animation Right It was too hard Or it didn't look good They were saying Oh I love the The brick made water In the Lego movie Is it? Is it? Yeah yeah It's incredible I forgot Because I do remember I did watch all the docos On the um, The home release Of Lego Batman 
And they were like, yeah, for me. And I thought maybe it was just for Lego Batman. They're like, for this town, we wanted to make Gotham like water, fire, stuff like that. The lighting sure. was more dynamic. But I guess I've just kept it now. Yeah. So I, I, it, the, there, there are just there are little things that just felt like they weren't really paying it. Like a lot of the backgrounds. Yeah. Even like entire locations they visit aren't made of Lego. Like in the this. jungle and stuff was just jungle. Wasn't yeah, it? and then like yeah. that house on top of like like there are all these rocks are made out of like computer generated rocks as opposed oh, to bricks. Right, of course. Weird things like that. Um, but I think like you know it, it was definitely like all the three of them. This was the one that was like a kids movie. Yeah, and it was the one that also like again it didn't have to be Lego. I think. Yeah, well, I mean, Ninjago, it, was, it just had to be this, this franchise. Doesn't mean, Ninjago, yeah, like, yeah. The, it didn't rely on it being, like, it, the fact it was Lego was not counted, like, count, like s- the center point to this movie. You know what I mean? Where yeah, it yeah. kind of was for the first one about being, you know, Emmett's this, like, custom cookie, like, this, this cookie cutter cut out, like, Lego character who wants to be more than the, the role he's been given. That's, like, the whole plot where this was just, like, it could have been a movie about Ninja, it could have been live action. In a way, like the story wouldn't have had to change that mm, well, much. Well, parts of it was, were live action. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about that intro, Jackie Chan. It felt very much like a um, 80s, early 90s. Um, it was like Gremlins or something. Kind yeah, of yeah. Little boy wanders into the, the ancient Chinese oriental, oriental like, store. antique store. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, I just kind of found it weird. I don't know if this is in the lore of Ninjago, but when he had like a little wooden minifig. Yeah. And I was like... The fuck does this? Like that's not fucking wood. Yeah, yeah, I was like, this. What's this got to do? But you with know what law I do buy into? The law of Jackie whatever. Chan blooper reel. Yes, thank you so much Hell for knowing yeah. exactly where I was going. I didn't know where you were going. Uh, there, there, I can there see his contract. There's a Jackie Chan blooper reel on this in this Lego movie, it's which is so funny. I mean, the the thing is, he's in literally one scene in the movie, which is about five by four meters, and the bloopers are all in there, and they're him like catching things that people are throwing at him. Yeah, it's, it's the shortest blooper reel ever. Normally, yeah. they last the entirety of the credits. Um. But the movie, so what'd you think? I thought like I really liked um, the the secret weapon in it, which is a laser that summons a cat. I thought that to me that was like very much uh, very plausible in any of the other Lego movies, which made me go, okay, this is set in like somebody's basement or something. You yeah, know what I mean? sure, yeah, yeah. I was I was surprised because you know the cats in the trailers, so we're not really spoiling the cats in. I know. I wish I didn't print. see that trailer. It was only I saw it in like a little Facebook thirty second snippet right, thing yeah, in my sure. feed, and I was like, "Man, that would have been such a good surprise for the movie." Um, yeah, so a, a cat fucks everybody up. Yeah, it's, I, it's, I think it's, it's hilarious. It's not really that crucial to like the overall story. Just, no. just you know something. No, bad no, 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 it's not yeah. at all. But it's so good because it's like jarring to the rest of the movie. Where and it's, it's all Lego, and then there's this like cat walking around the sets, knocking things over and stuff. And it was a completely CGI animated cat, as we found out at the HeyFam live show. We yeah. were told by one of the animators. Um, and. Uh, yeah, I am. Um, and I've got to say, flawless. It looks very yeah, realistic. Look, this movie, like, you know, if while story wise and jokes wise wasn't quite as good as the other two, it still looked exactly as great. And you like, know what? I think they didn't care. I think this was an active decision of Warner's and um, what's the Lego company called? Like Brickberg or whatever they call it. I don't know. Um, them making a conscious decision to be like, cool, we've made a movie which was like, you know, adults and kids could enjoy the first Lego movie a movie that was made of Lego that comic book fans could enjoy yep. and now it's like let's see if we can do the kid film totally, and it was so no, much better no, than there's most there's no like adult fans of Ninjago you know? no I mean if they are that would be like they're Lego first and foremost that just collect everything totally yeah or they're like a 12 year old pretending to be an adult like three 12 year olds standing on a trench coat <laughs> I've loved Ninjago my whole life this is my movie finally a movie for me but uh, I think it was them just being like, can we do a kids movie? Like, how far can we take the Lego animation thing? And you know what? I think they knew it was going to be a big hit. I think it's like, 
you know, like a lot of it, you could, uh, there were parts where I was just like mecha porn and just like robots flying around a city. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, I know why they're, they, they, they're doing that for kids to buy stuff. Like, yeah. I kept going like, they're ninjas. What are they doing in big robots? They should be like flipping and shit. But you know what? The, 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 the common theme between all three movies beyond just Lego is that every single one of the movies is a father-son movie. Exactly, father-son. Yeah. And is that because like everybody that works there is a dude and they've all got problems with their dad? Or, <laughs> or problems with their own children. Um, I, I really... Seriously, best character. I liked Armadon. I thought yeah, he was, he was like, excellent. He was like probably one of the... He was like, I want a movie about him and Batman. I want a buddy Lego Batman movie. Yeah. Those two. It's really funny. I feel like Justin Theroux like really like just kind of took... Will Arnett's Batman and and Will for uh, Will uh, Ferrell's dad, um, or, or the or, man downstairs. No, what was, the, what was it? Lord Lord Business. Oh, Lord Business. And yeah, just kind of mashed them together and just that yeah, was, that was his portrayal. But it works really well. Yeah, I think he he was probably like the best thing about it. I thought in yeah. terms of character, he was just kind of this incompetent like Doctor Evil type of character with my, my favorite character is Zach Woods is the robot one. oh he was hilarious and yeah, yeah he was the, the teenager who pretends he's not a cyborg like android yeah yeah um, but yeah I mean Lloyd was pretty like whatever just yeah. like standard kind of teen tween I hero. hate being a teen yeah yeah <laughs> um, but it worked you know it worked yeah. for that role yeah and um, I love seeing you know the backstory with Garmadon and his mom I thought that was great yeah I have no idea how it ended <laughs> I'm trying to think of like you know, a cat came out and then I think yeah, I really don't know how it ended either. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a song. I'm sure there was a song. They love yeah. A, song. a cat came out at the end and then... That's right. I'm going to have to like put a beep over all this. <laughs> I put a beep. There was a cat. There was a cat. There was a cat. There was a goddamn cat. There was a cat. Um, I, I liked uh, I liked the cat. I like I, I like the whole movie. I thought it was. I know I that's it was, a basic thing to say. Yeah, I, cats, I like the, cats, cat. I, the, the scene where the cat is jumping and swatting all the Ninjago yeah. vehicles out of the air is hilarious. And like climbing up the tall buildings and stuff, like a scratching post or something. Yeah, it was yeah. great. That, that was very cool. Uh, so I think like I think yeah, don't rush out to see this at the movies if you if you don't have kids to take it to. You don't need to see if, it if you have chil- if you have children, cousins, brothers and sisters that you that you just want to you know take it that you're looking for a kid entertainment. This is great for it for it. Um, Archie enjoyed. I was about to ask, how did Archie find it? About an hour in, then he was like, "Is this movie still going?" He's, <laughs> movies still don't make sense to him; they're very long. Yeah, I mean, he's what four, three, three, four. Going to be four soon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's it's a hard thing. That's a big ask. The concept of movies is weird. Um, was he into it? But I saw he was like wearing the mask later at home. Yeah, and now because it's like you know, there's like bus station, bus he's, stop advertising everywhere. So I'll be driving. He'll be like, "Daddy, I just saw a Ninjago movie." Aww. Um, so we haven't built his new set yet, though. Uh, my son, on the other hand, um, decided to take a shit during the movie. <laughs> Tommy Dassler. <laughs> so, watching... so did Archie, actually. Oh, man, that's both of our boys. <laughs> they did, he just left and came back 10 minutes later and just said, <laughs> I know he's not going to listen to this. So he said, so funny. She said, man, I've never done that before. I just took a shit during the movie. <laughs> And then I think I laughed for 10 minutes straight and I was dying, that <laughs> wishing you were sitting next to me so I could relay it to you. And then she's like, I can't believe it. I've reached that stage in my life now where I'm just like, yep, I just do shits and movies now. <laughs> and then I told him, like, I reached that stage in my life when I was seeing Japan Droids like three years ago with a, fr- a friend that you and I know, um, Sensei. <laughs> <laughs> and before they started I was like I've really got to go to the toilet And just went to the toilet And I think I was in there For three songs I was like Oh I don't care anymore I'm at that age Where like I don't care about 
seeing the band play <laughs> Bravo. for the entirety. I'm of on it. my phone in the toilet. <laughs> I love that, like um, Tommy's weekend. Because he was up in Sydney to do a couple shows at the Opera House. Not staying on the couch, mind you. Yeah, staying in your spare room. So, yeah, Thursday night, big Opera House show. Huge. Will Anderson, Friday all night, the big yeah, ones. Big Opera House show. Um, Saturday, Solo, uh, you know, Hey Fam live show. Still, you know, a little bit stepped down. Yeah. Sunday, taking a shit during the Lego <laughs> Ninjago premiere. Yeah. <laughs> and people wonder why there's Sydney versus Melbourne uh, debates. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> Um, so yeah, look, I, I thought Lego Ninjago was 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 really fun. Here's and the test: Would you buy it? I know you've bought the other. I'm going to buy it because I'm an yeah. idiot. Yeah, yeah, and it comes with a minifig, and you've got children. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, and Archie has like a warm connection to the movies he's seen at the movies, and that's a nice thing to keep around the house. Like yeah. him being like, oh, and that's a memory. You can be like, remember how we went to that movie? A, what, you won the box of Lego that I sold on eBay. <laughs> so for those keeping keeping track, the movies I've taken Archie to so far is Zootopia. We had to leave after about an hour. Batman. Because um, he started saying "not this, not the, this," pepper, pepper, and wanted to watch Peppa Pig. Didn't get it. Um, Didn't then, get then it. I, then we then it took my entire family. So like, my wife, my mum, my dad, and my sister all took him to go see Finding Dory. And as soon as he got restless, we just passed him to another one of us. Yeah. So and you had to have like an army with you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he sat through the entirety of that. But you know, it was a lot of lot of lot of work. Um, Moana we went to and uh, he was I had, fine. To, had to give him my phone. Which I obviously sat in the back. It's fine. No big yeah, deal. No one cares. Get over it, Usher. Disrespectful. Um, and uh, then Lego Batman, which was a, was a breeze. I just you know use a lot of uh, food. Yeah, junk food always. So that's it now. Now he'll just get type two diabetes and be quiet in movies. And uh, Lego Ninjago just recently, but it was actually surprisingly long. It was almost two hours long that movie. Yeah, it was which long. Is, doesn't need to be that long. It doesn't need to be that long. Um, I'll rent it. I think I don't know. I own the first two. But Chloe didn't see it. Have you have you rewatched Lego Batman since it came out? Yeah, yeah, I haven't. I just, holds I mean, up I great. Bought it, but I haven't, I haven't I, it holds it up great. Like I think it's a great movie. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's so funny and yeah, they, Lego like looking at them. Lego Batman's probably the one that's aimed most at adults. I think. Yeah. Do you reckon that's true? Yeah, I definitely think so. Yeah, I think it was like not that that's a you know we're not DreamWorks here. We're not throwing in a pop culture references to keep the uh, adults entertained. Well, it's 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 references to old things that kids don't understand. Yeah, like Adam West dancing. Yeah, exactly. Sixties. Yeah. So I think it would go like Lego Batman, Lego Movie, Lego Ninjago in terms of uh, adult to kitty pleasure. Well, I mean, Lego Movie is the kind of perfect catering yeah. to everybody movie. It's the next one, isn't it? Lego sequel. Lego Movie Two. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, but. I uh, read now that uh, old Phil Lord and Chris M- Miller are unemployable. <laughs> They're coming in f- doing the script now. That's right. That's that, yeah. that makes everything. That makes me feel more excited. Yeah, for it. and it, they said it's all about Duplo. Yeah, the whole thing is about like sharing the country with different people, which I think is going to be a very big allegory for. Um, and there's like a gender yeah, joke in yeah, it and is, stuff. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm so looking forward to it. It sounds like they're doing the right thing. I'd hate a retread of the first film. Definitely. I think they're like, it set immediately afterwards and then cuts to like three years in the future or something and how Duplo and um, Lego have been living together. And like how some pe- yeah, I don't know. It sounds, I mean, you know, that's not a spoiler, whatever. They said it. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, that, that's, that, that's the shit. And then I'm really curious to see what they do. Like next. after that, yeah, yeah, because they're not going to stop making Lego movies. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they're doing, they're still doing all the, the Lego games. You know, we just Telltale t- doing all the games. Lego, what? No, who is it? Who did what is in like? Uh, oh yeah, what's it called? Um, tall, tall tales. Or yeah, something. you can see how I got that confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not tall tales. I don't know what. It, Telltale do the, 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 the things. The point and click shit. We should look up who make the, who make the Lego games. Tall tale games. 
Is it? Yeah. I, can't believe, I was looking the other night. I was doing a great, one of those great, I'm in bed and I should go to sleep. But before I do, I better look at every single yeah, telltale. Indiana Jones video game that's been released since the first film up until now. And I forgot Traveler's were- Tales. Traveler's, Traveler's Tales. Tales. TT games. Um, yeah, I was work- going through the indie canon of video games and I forgot that there's two Indiana Jones Lego games. Yeah. That's phenomenal. <laughs> For four movies. I mean, Jesus, that's pretty, that, that's pretty brutal. Do they make a Crystal Skull one? I think the fourth one is Crystal Skull. Brutal. Yeah. The fourth, you mean the, the, the second one? Sorry, the second one is just the so fourth. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the first one's just the, fir- sure. the first three, yeah. And then just some like mad in-between shit. Indie. Watch Crystal Skull last night. Really? <laughs> Chloe'd never seen it. And remember I told you we bought all the indie movies. That's uh, so funny because I was I made fun of you for having Crystal Skull in your library. When was that? Well, you showed me all the things and that was the first one that came oh, out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah watch it. Just, just an indie movie. <laughs> it's what not the you, worst one. What is it? What's the worst one? Temple of Doom? I don't know. Yeah, like I like Temple of Doom. I don't think there's any bad. Like I've not watched them going like, oh, this is the worst. I think Crystal Skull is fun up until the point that it's revealed that it's aliens. Oh, see, I was kind of on board with that. Like the, the other one was like, you look at it, the first one's like, the first one is literally the Ark of the Covenant, which is like the thing they carry the Ten Commandments in. So that's probably for some people like less believable than aliens. No, but it, it, you know, it makes sense. And that's something that an archaeologist wants but this to is find. True because it's about ink and stuff like... Yeah, but then when you go in the alien spaceship and shit. Like, yeah, yeah that, I mean... What's worse, like souls flying out of a thing and spooking the Nazis? No, but that's so. that's that, I like that because archaeologists don't do that, you yeah. know. Like, I just no, that's all know. they do. Arche- that's that's, that's the in their job description. I, I I added a lot. I added a lot of archaeologists on on, on LinkedIn. In um, he doesn't even do archaeology in Temple of Doom. He, yeah, Temple of Doom is so dark. It's all like child slaves working for a cult. Yeah, it's, it's that, that, did did John Carpenter have anything to do with Temple of Doom? No, no George Lucas got divorced. Oh wow! And yeah. then he made that. That's why the heart getting ripped out is like it's literally insane. It's it? dark as hell. Um, Let's get this shit out of me when I first. I think we both agreed. Kid. Last Crusade's my like your favorite. Yeah, my, my favorite too. Rewatching it, all I was the, just like, the traps. Yeah, I love that shit. The, the end bit where he's got to go over do the three like challenges. Exactly. To get the yeah, I love that yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah, just him and his dad's relationship. For yeah, I think my ranking goes Last Crusade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Raiders, Crystal Skull, really Temple nice. of Doom. I definitely put Temple of Doom. Well, I just like Marion and Indy. I'd like... I didn't like Willie, the female lead, and who's just random. Oh, Indy! Yeah, just being like, "This elephant's got me all dirty." <laughs> just like doing stuff like that. It was like pretty, like hard to to watch. Yeah. And then, like this shit may have flown in romancing the stone, but not yeah, here. Yeah, it didn't work here. So I like seeing Marion. Maybe Raiders. Num- it switches ra- like. Yeah, it's which Raiders is a great start. Raiders is fun. I did not think we would be talking about this right now. I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah, it came from Lego because I was like, I can't believe... Because you know what? This is so good. This is going to flow so perfectly. Because I'm like, man, LucasArts needs to get the fuck bored again or something needs to happen with their back catalogue because I'm dying to play... Um, I know I can get it on Steam, I think. I think I'm going to get it. The um, Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine and Indiana Jones and the the... like. Something of Atlantis. There was an Indiana Jones game. The first one I ever played was like, it was very simple, and you were like, it was mostly like, the colors were only like red and yellow. And was it, it on Atari? Maybe it was. It I was, think, it I, was I think first, that was one of the, the earliest ones. Played, it looked like yeah. almost like a pitfall yeah, yeah. clone, and it was just like little squares. That's like the first indie game ever. I've and, played that. Um, wow, that's crazy. Nez, there was one on Nez. They had the Last Crusade. Um, yeah right. I was having a look, but yeah, do you remember the point and click ones that were made by LucasArts and like the Monkey Island teams and stuff? No, I never played those. I only played Monkey Island. They Island. still they still rank like ten out of ten, like some of the best games ever made. The Fate of Atlantis. Yeah right. But they're all amazing. They're they all should, yeah, like, why, why don't they try and re-release that shit? Man, my my cousin told me on the weekend. I was with him. He's like so pissed. He's like LucasArts have pulled Monkey Island. He's like I had it on my phone and was playing it. And I re-changed my phone. And because LucasArts got bought, like, whoever has the games now, you can't, can't, you can only buy those weird new episodic ones they did. Can I re-download it if I bought it? I'd already bought it. No, I bought it on Xbox. If you've already bought it, I think you can. Maybe. But he couldn't. That's brutal. Yeah. What's going on there? I mean, I know what's going on. I know Disney bought Monkey Island. Yeah, you can just get Monkey Island Tales. That sucks, bro. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Indy Indy Four is not perfect, and which the one? Force Indy Four. I'm just going back to that. The Force Awakens does a hell, does what it tried to do a hell of a lot better. Yeah, the I mean, whole, it's, like, it, it's, here's the old guy. It's so stupid. It is the the the, the swinging from vines. Oh man, I was like cringing so. That much. is that is. I, I'm gonna say bad. Sheila Beef's like probably the Sheila best. Sheila Beef. He's like <laughs> yeah, the Beef Man. He's like probably the one of the like best things about it. Mutt. His relationship uh, with his with Indy, I, I really like that. I don't. I really got into it. I I have stuff no problem. said in America is good. I like when yeah. he's like the greaser and like riding around on his bike through the uni library and stuff. I have no problem with the um, escaping the nuclear explosion in the refrigerator. Oh, that was great. I like that. Him just showing up in that nuclear town. And he's like, "Why is everyone a dummy?" Like that's kind of surreal. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that. It's also weird seeing Indy on home soil for so long. You never see him on like America. It was like the most Americana Indy. Yeah, and it was kind of weird because like. The FBI were following him because I thought he was a commie in this. And I was like, that's kind of interesting. And he's like, I'm a colonel. I served. I'm like, oh man, there's 20 something years of indie history I don't know about. And they're kind of just like talking about it lightly here. We're getting another one. Yeah. Lucas has got nothing to do with it either. Um, do you reckon it's going to be like a bulk, bulk, mostly flashback stuff or it'll be like... A, like no, it'll be, it'll be all... Like the farewell to indie... Like- yeah. Do you reckon his son will kill him? Well, he's got no, He's not in it. But Harrison Ford's not in it. No, he's not. Like, uh, Shia's not in it. Harrison's the only person oh, confirmed. Oh, so Mutt is confirmed. He ends up being... 
Like he's his son. His son. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, he's not in it. I think it's just going to be like a final hurrah for Indy. Spielberg directing, Luke has got nothing to do with it. Interesting. Which I don't know how I feel. The first mm. time he's got nothing to do with an Indy. Anyway, we almost seed perfectly into something we wanted to talk about. Um, tell, uh, point, point, point and click, and click games. games. LucasArts, uh, we're, we're the masters of them. I thought and you would have played an indie point and click. I, I played all of like the... The, the, the scum games. Yeah, I've had a lot of the scum games. I just never played one of the Indiana yeah, games. Yeah, that was amazing because you know how the scum games before that were kind of like quite, um, because of the limitation, I guess, like kind of larger than life cartoony in its graphics. Like these were kind of like trying to look it was awesome pixel art of indiana jones basically and drew struzan did most of the artwork for the games who, who's the guy who did like the classic star wars posters and the indie posters so they just looked like movie posters to awesome indie shit yeah like, I, remember, I remember the artwork really i remember well. looking at him yeah. just being like man that's such a cool movie like i wish that was a movie i have no idea what it's about and it's so cool so indiana jones posters rule while they were making the indiana jones games uh at lucas arts they were also making the monkey island games and maniac mansion yep and the, 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 the main guy behind uh those games was someone called ron gilbert um and uh one of one of the like main brains of the whole lucas yeah but he he was a particular driving force but behind maniac mansion and monkey island 2 i think yeah and Um, like they were kind of point and click games which relied heavily on humor as well as like and problem solving and problem solving like that was just very wacky like like putting things in macgyver shit basically you had to like combine four or five things for it to work and you'd be like oh i'm glad we didn't need a walkthrough for this. Um, earlier in the year, Ron Gilbert released a new game um, through Steam um, and other other platforms called Thimbleweed Park. Was it, it like his first game in a long time? I think so. Or, yeah, the first yeah. year because he was he was working. Uh, he actually went back to work for Tim Schafer. He worked on that game, The Cave, that Double yes. Fine put out. Um, but this, yeah, this is, he, he's been working on this game uh, with a new team uh, that he's, he's been running. Um, and it came out and uh, it was pretty well received. Uh, like a big, you know, Maniac Mansion fans were like... Really, like nine really... out of tens and yeah, you know, yeah. nothing lower than eight. And everywhere. it's come to Switch, which is perfect place for a point and click, I think. Yeah, I'll tell you why, because it's a touch, portable touchscreen. Yeah, exactly. You can slide off those Joy-Cons and you're tapping away just like you're using an um, iPad or something. Um, I started it last night. I'm about an hour in. Yep. Um, yeah. You're charmed. I'm charmed for sure. I mean, I, I I was telling you earlier that it's a hard... I was like, I'll go to bed and have a, like, just, like, Splatoon, Mario Rabbits, any of those games, you could try for 15 minutes and kind of get a gist and then go to sleep. Yep. But I was like, oh, yeah, this is like starting a fucking movie. Like, I forgot what these games are like. And, um, yeah, it looks great. It looks straight, like, you know, it looks like a game from that era. There's no fancy graphics. It's the sound design is really well... Sound design to really the point... ...evocative of, uh, of, of the older games, Where too. it's almost like there's a muffle over the voice because yeah. it's just like they've recorded it at such poor quality, which is great. A good feature is now the characters carry around a notebook each because one of the biggest problems, I think, with the one of the harder things in the, the early point-and-click games... There was no real checklist of what to do now, which is such a modern trope of gaming yep. to the point where the last Zelda even had one. Yeah, like, totally. And now you have a checklist, which is like the things you've got to do. Not like they're, they're so, you know, they leave a lot to be interpreted. It'll be like, find the fingerprint on this, on, on the weapon. And, you know, you've got to figure out what the weapon is first, then figure out how to find the fingerprint. But at least there's like 10 things for you to do. So I think that's good. That's a real like modern trope. Yeah, chucked totally. In that's cool. Um, Plot-wise, it seems like Mulder and Scully in Twin Peaks. Yeah, it's kind of like set in the 80s in a small town and there's a dead body and you're two agents who don't know each other and you've kind of been 
put on there. But what's great is you switch control of the two agents at any time. So you, with a tap of a button, you switch from the guy to the girl. I was on like one side of the map and the other, and it would just switch instantaneous. And like, oh, I awesome. have different items. She, you know, both characters have different items. I've spoken to different characters. So I was just thinking, like, technically, I'm like, man, they would have had to record everything twice, a la Mass Effect or something. And depends what you do, who with. But uh, yeah, it was totally fun. I was playing uh, handheld with controllers because I was lying down. But I really think the best way to play it would be with your finger because there's a lot of using a joystick as a cursor, which is never that fun. Yeah, it's just like uh, it's it's not the same. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting stuck into it. Um, We've gotten quite a few games in this last uh, week that I uh, I haven't haven't sadly haven't been able to delve too deeply into. But uh, look, look! Everyone knows my last few months have been, I've had a good run of, uh, of of really sinking myself into games. You have um, Tetris, and, and, and that time will come again. Tetris, yeah, just Tetris, just Tetris. Um, but uh, on the um, the Switch, we got the demo for a game called Octopath Traveler. I haven't started yet. How is it? Fuck, man, it's so good. I've seen everything about it. I'm just like my jam, my jam, yeah, my a, jam. It's a Square Enix game um, that is coming out at some point next year. Um, Octopath Traveler refers to the eight different characters that you can play a story with, um, and this simultaneously demo, or what? Uh, I don't know. I think do it, they make you up your finish. party? Well, no, I, 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 well, I've only played the demo so far. The demo, well, like if you want to finish the demo, it's four hours. Okay. Um, you know what? I want them to call it Octopath Traveler. Yeah, I like it. It's a cool name. It's a great name. And since when has Square Enix not been associated with bravely, batshit insane? Bravely names? default. Exactly. Like what the fuck does that mean? There's nothing brave about defaulting. Rechain of memories. Like, yeah. yeah. Square Enix are on one, aren't they? I love it's it. It's interesting what they're doing with these indie titles. Like the fact they've done I Am Set Sooner. Yeah. I'm finding that super interesting that they've gone from the like, you know, Ferrari of JRPGs, which um, really uh, made a point to be like the most technically advanced game yeah. at, at the time and turn their back, not in, like in a bad way, but like, you know, drop the 16-bit shit for like 32 bit on the ps1 and then eventually ps2 3 4 and now you ba- they're basically like playing movies like 15 looked phenomenal even on a P- ps4 non sure. pro but it's really interesting that now there's obviously this like i don't know if it's in the wake of mobile gaming where 16 bit ports are so present people just love 16 bit games still yeah I think, you it's know, a like- nostalgia thing i think people our age love it like i can't see like a kid getting into it maybe yeah but i see someone our age who is just Reminds us of a better time. Like, even playing Thimbleweed Park, I was just like, man, this is beautiful. Like, all the dots and pixel art, like, for drawing a landscape. I was like, this is stunning. This is stuff that you can't make with just, like, shapes and polygons. Yeah. And I think, you know, Square Enix fans, there definitely is probably a massive sect of them that their favorite era of Square Enix is the, is the, uh, yep. the SNES, the SNES days. Uh, Final Fantasy. Ties into the, the you know, there's, there's a great deal. There's a handful of uh, Square Enix titles on the on the SNES Mini coming out this this Friday too. What do we got? We've got Secret of Mana. We've Final got Fantasy Final Fantasy four. VI. Six, four. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Same thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, those cheats. I think it's just those. Two. Oh, no, and then they, they did the um, Was Super it the same Mario thing? Was it three and six of the same? No, it was a four. Remember. It's two don't, of them. Don't are... add. DMs are closed. Um, yeah. Listen up, Weebos. We may have just got our Crunchyroll subscription, but we're not getting into the fucking semantics of the Final Fantasy series tonight. Um, but uh, so Pro- uh, Octopath Traveler is like this insanely light. It's, it's like the best looking fake 16-bit game you've ever seen. It's, so it's, like it's shot... South Park, isn't it, basically? It's like you're this 2D pixel thing and you can move around a 3D space. Um, no, it's still 2D, but the everything has depth to it and shadow and yeah, all wow. the lighting bounces off all the things like as if they're 3D. In this two D space, Gorgeous. it's very unique. I've not, I've not seen, I've not seen a game that looks oh, like wow. this before. Um, it's 
it's the voice acting is excellent. The voice acting. Yeah, yeah. yeah and wow. the music is so good. Is there a release date or no? It just says next year. At some year. point next year. And in fact, everyone that has played the demo so far got sent a questionnaire about what we liked and what we didn't like. And oh, like to your email. Next, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So they said the only thing I really didn't like was that you couldn't skip the um, the long cutscenes before a boss battle. Sure. And, you know... How were they? 16 bitty, Just like people standing with text boxes? Yeah, yeah. As opposed to... Yeah. As opposed to like the good thing about the new games is like you get movies of that shit. Yeah, you can just skip the movie. Man, I'm so pumped to play it. I really hope they keep the name. Yeah, me too. I like, like it. It's stuck. Everyone knows what it is now. Yeah, I mean, like, everyone is raving about another game that they put out this year called Near Automata. That's another stupid name. It's Square Enix. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that. So, I, that, that just arrived at my house today. So I'm I can't wait to, to play I'm it. I'm going to play that very soon. Um, you, you, know, you do Persona, I'll do Near Automata. And then we'll switch. Yep. Yep. Near Automata sounds great. It's two. Neither it? of them are on the Switch, unfortunately. It's Near Automata 2, isn't it? No, just Near Automata. I think, oh. Near, oh, I think it is the second one. That was pretty good. What Nier's, was the last one? Near, I don't know. And that was on PS3 or 2 or something, I don't wasn't know it? shit. Um, Near I'm, Automata. I didn't realize that was Square. Yeah. Blowout. Pretty cool. Man, Square. What are you doing? Just just being a boy. I uh, think, yeah. We, we, I, would, I think we've, we've, we've played and loved quite a lot, a lot of Square Enix games without realizing that we love Square Enix. But that was so weird. They bought... Who, Eidos? Who, who, who used to have the rights to Tomb Raider? That was never Square Enix. That was I, like, I have the rights to the nude patch. Well, I well, I'll speak to you off mic about called uh, procuring the pr- procuring the, those rights from you. <laughs> I'm just trying to say, core core design designed it because it was never um, Square Enix. Yeah, they bought it for the re-release. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty wild. Did and they, remember the, they uh, resurrected like that game Watch Dogs, and they got in the business of like picking up dead IP. Square Enix. I thought that was Ubisoft, wasn't it? No, that was Watch Dogs. That was Square Enix. Ubisoft put out Watch Dogs. No, Watch Dogs, sorry. It was Sleeping another, Dogs. Sleeping Dogs. Right. Yeah. I mean, once again, you can see how I got that fucked up. Um, Ubisoft even had Tomb Raider for a bit. Eidos yeah. Interactive, that's who I was thinking of. Eidos. Yeah, right. yeah, Eidos. Yeah, I got that right. Speaking of Tomb Raider, did you see that Tomb Raider um, trailer? Yeah, man. Like, wow. Like, I've, I've, I've never cared so little for something in such a long time. But it wasn't like, I don't know. I feel like it's still a marked improvement if you go back and watch the uh, the trailers from the yeah. Angelina Jolie. I mean, look, if we're... Treating their jolly ones like uh, Batman and Robin. These aren't Chris Nolan Batman. This yeah, is just, sure. This looks more like... Well, it just looks like, like, like cutscenes from the video game. Yeah, yeah. It looked weird. I mean, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll probably do a commentary for Walter it. Walter fucking Goggins is in it. Of course I'm going to see it. Yeah. I mean, there's some, there's some pedigree in the casting. Definitely. It just does look pretty trash. So while we're on the subject of games that we are going to try and play over the next few months, like my, the yeah. things I'm trying to do before Mario Odyssey comes out... Shit, we haven't got long. That's October 16. Isn't it 20, October 27? Is it 27? Okay, I think you're right. I think um, it's October 27. End of October. Uh, yeah, I'm... Um, I, South Park Fractured Butthole is... That's what you're looking forward to? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Are you? Yeah, um, I, got, I haven't played the first one. I, I, keep waiting for, I keep waiting for them to, to say it's going to come out on Switch. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Um, it would be perfect though. But again, it did come out on Switch just this week as SteamWorld Dig 2. Sure. Uh, Did you play any of the others? Oh yeah. Have you played the first Steam League? No. It's awesome, man. It's like a Metroidvania meets like a like a a mining game where you play like this Steam robot that you keep digging down, and the further you dig down, you kind of are able to access new worlds and yeah, dig sweet. treasures. And you take the treasures back to the surface, and you can upgrade your suit so you can be underground longer. Um, you can be more powerful. Would you play that on? On 3ds. Woof. And um, so I'm, 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 I've, I've just got SteamWorld Dig 2 today. Sweet. Um, so do you actually, just you. As, 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 as we uh, hit record. How exciting. Um, that, that just came through. I'll hit that MFDL button. Um, and then um, Metroid um, 
The Return of yes. Samus. My co- I spoke to my cousin. He was playing it on the weekend. I bought it. I haven't played it yet. It is on my 3DS. I also bought the that amazing SNES-looking ass new 3DS. Oh, oh, man. I'm just, fuck, I wish I had the money. I wish I, I would get that. Because I, I, I only have like the 3DS, the XL. Um, See, and I want the, the amiibo. 3DS. I want the amiibo functionality in the 3ds, and I think like it would be cool to end like the the 3ds's lifespan with the best one they ever put out. Yeah, it's pretty so gorgeous. I went, I went in. It's like a it's a gorgeous like big uh, 3ds XL that has the uh, the SNES shit. skin. I really, really, really can't. Maybe wait to I hunk. will. Maybe I'll do something stupid with all those that ticket sale money we made. Yeah. So oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all that ticket sale money. What's that? What's that? Pink. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to... Uh, to okay, I, I don't know if I should start Metroid now. I should, because apparently it's great. But I also... I'm, Is it getting good good reviews? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's good to see the 3D. I mean, it's interesting. We had a Nintendo Direct for 3D, basically 3DS recently. Mm. And it's I, I keep forgetting that it's still such a big console with such a big user base, because... There was a part of me that was just like, put it all on Switch. Yeah, of course there is. Yeah. And then I was just like, oh, I guess it's still like, you know, a Switch is actually quite hard to buy at the moment. Like, I keep forgetting that, you know, I'm in a fucking Switch bubble with like all my friends who have one and that most people don't have them because they're hard to get. Yeah. And I'm just like, make it for Switch or make it for both. Fire Emblem Warriors is coming out on both 3DS and Switch at the same time. Just like, uh, hopefully that's like, kind of Hyrule Warriors. Remember that kind of port that ported that? Yeah, from, yeah, from new 3DS. Um, but this is coming out same day release. Okay. So hopefully they'll be able to go like, oh, cool. The Switch sold. It works. Outsold. Let, let's only make Switch games now. Yeah. Know. Hopefully. That's <laughs> yeah. a good theory. I like that. Um, it's so weird that that... Do you reckon, how long do you think it's going to be till there's a Mario Rabbits Warriors? <laughs> I'd play it. Fuck. Have you played... You played Hyrule, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. It's it's cool. Like, it, you don't do much. You just kind of like... Hit just, buttons, right? Yeah, but it's fun. I like mindless yeah. BS like that. Yeah. I didn't play this old one. I think I'd like to... If if they brought Hyrule Warriors to Switch, I would I would be a I would rebuy it because that's that, that's such a fun one just to have always on you at all yeah, times. Maybe they will. Pokken. Yeah. I mean, like Pokken's out. Did you get Pokken? Nah, that doesn't appeal to me at all. Like weird muscular Pokemon fighting each other. <laughs> so horny. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, real horny. It's so hentai. It's so weird. I saw someone today was like they bought it from somewhere like and it was one of those GameStop deals. And this one, this is how weird like the DLC is. They're like, you buy since you bought it from GameStop, here's a code, and now your character wears leather. <laughs> Seriously, this, this Pokemon's like, into leather what now. What the fuck? This is great. When did Pokemon get so horny? Um, so Angus, we're nearing the end of the episode. We've been talking about being full on weebs, and uh, we've been we've been watching. I've been watching a fucking ton of anime. I've been watching more anime than I ever have in my life lately. That's crazy. That's a sentence you never thought you'd say, right? Um, my absolute favorite show at the moment is. Uh, uh, fuck! I almost wasn't confident enough to say it. Come on, say it. You're um, in Weibo friendship here. No, I always, I always fuck up the order of the words. Um, Showa Genroku Rakugo Shinju. I didn't even look it up. That was me off the top of my dome. Descending stories. Is that what we're going to call the next uh, podcast titles? Then, and we'll have to remember it every week. Oh my god! Imagine if we just choose like really bizarre Square Enix titles and name all the episodes. Oh after man, that. the Evangelion episodes are fucking like depressed. They've all got double titles. Right. Every episode is called like the Hedgehog Dilemma slash the Phone That Never Rings or something like that. <laughs> and you're like, what the hell? I am working my way towards watching all those. I can't wait. <sighs> Very I'm so excited. excited. It's just like, it's going to be so good. I'm jealous that you get to watch it for the first time. Um, but uh, It is different to the stuff you're watching. I just need to keep making that clear. Yeah, of course. No, I, I'm, I'm aware of that. It's like 25 years you old. You mean it's not like gamers? I mean, I mean, there are boys and girls in it. And there's a high school 
But yeah. So yeah. I, I just quickly before we talk about um new uh what's it called? New Lovio, whatever. What's it, what's a Netflix show? Oh, uh, Neo Yokio. Neo Yokio. I want to check in with you because you've got Crunchyroll. You're watching Gamers. Yeah. Which is a show that I talked about recently. It's like a uh, a school slice of life uh, slice dumb. of life thing about like a bu- a, a girl who starts a gaming club and invites a dorky <laughs> the boy to it. Hot girl at school is starting a game. I just love the plot. It's brilliant. How many episodes do you know you? Four, but I know there's more to me than meets the eyes. What's going on? Yeah. So, but you you're aware that it's become this hilarious like accidental love triangle yeah but with because people have like um you know they they see they're seeing like a conversation through a hallway and they're not seeing what's being said these damn teens are jumping to conclusions it is so silly but they're so polite that they won't bring it up with one another so they bottle it in because it's japan (laughs) do you fucking love it of course i love it yeah great it's stupid as hell i watch it it's um, the only thing I, I wish Crunchyroll will let you download stuff for offline viewing. Uh, right. I, um, like Netflix and stuff do now. I guess it's such a licensing, but I do watch it on, on the train when it's not like crazy busy. When my trains are busy, the reception's pretty shit just because everyone's using it. Uh, the reception, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I've been watching. That's the it. reception that you get. Yeah, that's the reception that I, I don't dun, get. Dun, dun, um, dun. It's very good that we did, that you, we. Thanks we went so much. There. Um. Yeah, I'll start it from the front of my door, walk to the train station watching it, then get on the train, and it's done by the time I get to work. So Unreal. it's perfect, like, yeah, viewing on the train show. Especially now with my new AirPods. Oh, man, we fuck, we should waste the entire episode about... We, we, I can't believe we're, we're not wearing them now. right now. Um, we finally... I don't know why we held off so long. Because they're hard to get. They're like the Switch. Yeah, right. They sold out from, like, up until a month ago, they were, like, minimum two-month wait. That's insane. The yeah. um, the wireless earbuds that uh, that Mac released with uh, Apple. Come on, Dad. <laughs> sorry, whatever. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Apple released with um, the iPhone Seven. I guess that's when they came out. Yeah. Yeah. Shortly after that, came out. Yeah, last year, and they were impossible to get um, up until now. Like, and I have we've got friends at Apple that work at Apple, and they're like, yeah, they're impossible. Like, I don't know why. I got them pretty easily this week. Yeah. Well, this is the week where it got like super easy. Yeah, um, cool. were, none of them were available in, in the city. I had to go to Bondi Apple store to pick mine up. Uh, they are funny looking. Yeah. They, they look like you've got two cigarettes hanging out of your ears. <laughs> but the tech is awesome. Yeah. You open a, up this little house that they live in next no to pairing. your phone. And like, then Bluetooth's it just pairs straight away. You get in a car and it's like, put in these four numbers on the car and then put in these four. No- you know what I mean? Like Bluetooth's always been... It's good, but it's never been like no one ever has like like raved about Bluetooth or has like a Bluetooth like sticker on their car or skateboard that's like you know there's no, no one has a Bluetooth tattoo and that's that's not a problem I think because it's not a worthy of one. These guys man just opened up, boom! It knew my name, it knew everything. I love the fact you can change like the controls. Yeah, and so you have this like little pod that has the if the earbuds in. Looks them. like a Tic Tac container. Yeah, and then when you or dental floss. When you like, you know, run run your head your earbuds down to fifty percent, you put them back in the pod and it charges them up. It's pretty genius. Then you put the whole thing in the charge. This isn't the paid day. for, by the way. Like, we're just thinking, literally. No, I had no idea they were this cool. Yeah, I just assumed they were like wireless headphones. But then I had a friend explain it to me. He's like, they're probably Apple's best in advice, like um, product since the iPhone. And I'm like, probably is. Like, they've kind of made wireless headphones like not a real. I don't know. They, they always wait to do things right. Like people come out and do things first and then they watch and learn from mistakes a lot, I think, or go, let's not do that. Let's like, They weren't the first person to have touch, you know, fingerprint shit or a digital assistant. But when they do it, they tend to make sure a lot of kinks are out. And it seems like, oh, they've finally nailed a wireless 
you know, headphone. And, you know, it's audiophiles aren't going to love it. But then again, they're like 200 bucks. They're not like $900, like, you know, over the head earphones. Yeah, are, totally. Like, you're not going to be getting, you know, George Martin's not going to be <laughs> patting on the back going, oh, that's a good production. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the fact you're walking around, like, I, I have over the ear, like, expensive headphones. I'm not using them. Because they're so big, they're bulky. I was like, they, they just... Yeah, well, I mean, I, I use $400 headphones for, for DJing. Yeah. So, I, the idea of wearing the big over-the-ear headphones just for like day, day to day... They're just not that comfortable if you're using it for leisure, hey? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, also, like, kind of dangerous, like, when you're walking at night alone and they're soundproof. Like, they're um, sound cancelling. Like, oh, I've got sure. no idea what's going yeah, yeah. on around me. It's pretty, it's pretty spoopy. Um, so my biggest problem at the moment is when I wear regular headphones, they get ripped out of my ears by my kids. Yes. Um, and Aha, so, you little shits. Now, yeah, now dad's got some weird earrings. That, Audio quality is really good too. I've done I, think it, I think it looks better. It sounds better, I reckon. That's what I mean. Phone call, phone yeah. call quality as well is crazy. Yeah. But yeah, the music's better. It's like, it's a, it's a more expensive speaker than earbuds. So yeah. Um, we're, we're here by saying. It's Endorsed a, by the Hey Fam AirPods, team. they're worth, they're worth your trouble. They're worth your money. You're welcome, your Steve Jobs. Um, so let's talk about Neo Yokio. So another show I've been watching on public transport because of its great 20 minute, uh, time frame. I've been watching a lot of stuff on my phone since I got the earpods. I've noticed. Yeah. Right. Cool. It's just easy. I do it at night in bed. Yeah. It's when easy. I should be sleeping. Fuck sleeping. Fuck sleeping, man. You can't record a podcast when you're asleep. Mm. Uh, yeah. So Neo Yokio, new show that, uh, production IG, who, if any Evangelion fans know, you know, they did some of the animation, on some of the movies at least some of the series you know that that was shared between a bunch of um studios Ezra Koenig as we said earlier Vampire Weekend singer um host of Beats One radio show Time Crisis (laughs) which is quite good it's one of the ones I do listen to right um and just all round kind of interesting fellow wouldn't you say yeah he's an oddity yeah he's a a quirky boy but a nice oddity like he's not that guy you read about like who punched his taxi driver or... Or, or sent used condoms to the rest of the cast. Yeah, like he hasn't got um, Jewish tattooed on his forehead. Like we know he's <laughs> Jewish because it's his, it's, it's his name. It's, it, I, I just read that today in an interview that he was Jewish and he was kind of defending some of the show. But yeah, he did this show, um, Neo Yokio, uh, set in like a modern New York or a current New York, doesn't really say, that's underwater. Um, completely inspired by anime. And he's obviously a guy who's a huge fan. He's ri- he's written the whole series and is producing it. Uh, trailer came out like two weeks ago and like said a lot of purists uh, head scratching, <laughs> saying like this looks shit. And I've seen a lot of like anime, like so I, I guess screeners were sent to you know entertainment sites, but also anime sites, right? And they were just slammed on like AnimeNetwork.com, like all the big guys are just like this is terrible, like don't watch this. If, you know, watch the real thing and, um, you know, I guess that's up for debate. Like what is anime in 2017? I know some people like, you know, people incorrectly thought like Avatar and all of that was anime. It's not. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. <laughs> if, if the character is a pickle Lego at any point, movie. it's an Lego anime. Ninjago's anime, isn't it? Because they do oriental things in it. Fuck, <laughs> um, oriental is the worst word, isn't it's it? It's so bad. It's, it's like, so crass. It's just a two minute noodle flavor. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That was literally, man, in the 90s. It is, one. In the, is it still one now? Uh, I don't think so. I in the 90s, you could get a two-minute noodle flavor that was called Oriental flavor. It just tastes like fucking their chicken flavor. Pick a country. It? Just pick yeah. a country. Chinese. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing of two-minute noodles is Asian, like, anyway. You know? Yeah, it's totally. Like, noodles are Asian. Um, noodles are Oriental. 
So yeah, it's like kind of a satire of New York. Yeah, it's a straight up comedy. I wasn't expecting it to be like like it's 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 so strange. It's super weird. It The voice cast is insane. It's like really good though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's such a crazy like you've got Jude Law, you've got Jaden Smith, you've got Tarvi Gelson, who is Tarvi from Rookie, if uh, that means anything to people. You've got um Richard Ayoadi. Ayo- yeah, Richard Ayoadi. You've got Ray Wise, Laura Palmer's dad from Twin Peaks. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. It's wild. Ray Wise rules. Yeah, he's awesome. He's so good on Tim and Eric. Yeah, he's one of the best. The greatest hug. Um, um, Jason Schwartzman yeah, plays Schwartzman. like his rival who is yeah, excellent. Archangelo, who is literally just D- Jason Schwartzman doing his best Jason Schwartzman. Um, you've got Susan Sarandon playing his aunt. Aunt Agatha. And then you've got the kid Mero and Desu's Nice. As his best mates. Which is hilarious. It's so good. Well, I, I don't think they do a very good job. At least they do it in the first episode. First episode, I noticed everything was a bit clunky compared to later. Yep. Um, so I'm three apps in, full disclosure. But it's kind of... And this is... I was kind of thinking about this. It is very much like... Scott Pilgrim isn't manga, like the comic series, but it is borrows so heavily from the manga style with like stats and the art style itself. Like it's so rooted in like chibi art. But this is this has definitely been animated in the Japan, right? It has been right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, you can definitely tell it looks yeah. it looks significantly different to the um Avatar. the anime inspired. Um, yeah, if you look at the credits, at the end of the episode, half the names everywhere is Japanese. And he had an interview this week with Pitchfork where he's like, I got a lot of he kind of spoke about how alt-right is a lot of people like, you know, they were using Pepe, but a lot of them use anime yeah, yeah, avatars. The, the most, and he's like, when yeah. the trailer dropped, he was getting like, why are you showing black people and why are you showing interracial relationships in this? And he's just like, well, you know, like have, have a go at the animes who, no, at, at animations that try to look like they're Japanese. He's like half of this, like, he's like, I was not going to make this unless it was made in Japan. Like I'm making this as a, like, you know, I'm, need Japanese people employed to make this otherwise I wouldn't feel good about using it um, he was just like some of his favourite anime is always set in other towns like Miyazaki he's just like you know you can set these things that it doesn't have to be in Tokyo in the future mm. cyberpunk yeah, yeah. it's just kind of like you know what is an anime and that's what I was kind of getting at. like what is an anime does it mean it had to be made in Japan does it mean it's speaking about certain values that anime speaks about it's, it's kind of interesting I mean I don't think there's a right or wrong answer but uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's it's a comedy, but yeah, what, what I was saying was what Scott Pilgrim did for manga. I, this is kind of doing the same thing in a way. The anime, it's like a, obviously a western for or with with yep. with anime, not for. It's like I am finally making this yeah. stand. Sorry, wrong word, but it's just like a guy who, admittedly, isn't you know he's very he's very western, mm. um, using a medium that they're a fan of. When when you respect a medium like a video game or a certain storytelling technique, you start using its tropes to tell your story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the giant mecha butler and... Oh, who's a great character. Jude Law voice. Just, just this huge so white great. mecha that there's like in just normal scenes with people. But yeah, it's straight up funny. The first three I've watched are funny. That's like Katie... Um, who's Who played April in uh, Katie Mixon in uh, Eastbound and Down? She's yep. in like episode two. Oh, amazing. Yeah. It's just the voice cast is killing it for me. It's kind of like Gossip Girl as well. Like just the upper echelon. And I read this yeah, really yeah. weird critique today saying the show was really classist. And I'm like, but that's, that's what it lampoons. Like it's, it's, if you've ever heard of Vampire Weekend record or if you've watched like a Wes Anderson movie, like it's kind of a commentary on that upper echelon society. It's not like a champion for it by any means. It's like... This oh, you don't, very, you're not meant to like the, the character. Yeah, it was this the really tepid like, hot take. It was just like, the show is so classist and, you know, the poor people live under the water and the rich people live up playing tennis. It's like, yeah, we're not championing like the rich... Like, 
you know, we're not, we're not going for the Dracos. Like, it's a kind of... Like I said, you listen to any Vampire Weekend record. Like, he's the only guy that isn't in a hip-hop group that rhymes Louis Vuitton with other words, you know? It's like, he's he's obsessed with that classist kind of songwriting, storytelling. But yeah, it's been fun. And then at the end of the day, I'm just like, man, it's a 20-minute Netflix show and Jaden Smith's the lead. Like, I'm, ha- I'm having fun. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not thinking about it late at night or drawing fan art or anything, but... You know, the other cool thing I like about it, uh, Kaz, the lead, he kind of looks like Little Uzi Vert on the first two, uh, like on his early mixtape works when he would use Scott Pilgrim with Purple Hair. Um, I think Jaden Smith's um, involvement makes this all okay to me. Yeah. Because Jaden Smith is such a strange oddity Mm. in, in music and pop culture that having him involved as the main character... Whenever there's a moment that I think is strange or, or like... Because it's you know, pretty weird. Like, the timing's weird. Yeah, like, it's yeah. such a weird... And you're like, is this satire or is it just poorly done? But because Jaden's involved, I'm like, oh, you know, like, you know, Jaden, is he's, a, he's an arty boy. Yeah, yeah he, he went does... to Kim and Kanye's wedding in a white Batman outfit. Yeah. Remember that? Like, <laughs> like, say no more. Like, this dude is... <laughs> and he went to his school formal in a dress or something, remember? Like, he's just like... He's... His Twitter is insane. Yeah, it's almost like him and Ezra got together one night and they just cut up like some of Jaden Smith's tweets and pasted them on paper and that's the script or something. Yeah. So some l- demon hunting. We should definitely finish a series uh, hopefully by next week yeah. and, and talk about it. Do you get it. Shades of Wes Anderson as well in it? Um, yeah, definitely. I also get Shades of Adult Swim. Um, they did a, a parody of anime years ago called Perfect Hair Forever. It's nowhere near as wacky as, and crazy as that, but it definitely yeah, wow. reminds me of something that would be on I know Adult that there Swim. are some Adult Swim people involved with it. Yeah, right. That doesn't surprise me at all. They did Metal... Militia, oh. Metalocalypse, that's right. They did that's Metalocalypse. Totally yeah, 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 I did read that. Another, yeah. another program, I forget. But it seems like it's like a real... You know, Netflix super is jail, a global brand. Super Jail. Yeah. Super Jail. Yeah. And Netflix is a super, super global jail of content, if you will. <laughs> but is this like kind of... What I kind of like about this, it's the first production I've seen them do that's true, like, multi nation like so many nations involved on netflix and it's sure, like yeah, yeah. we're getting the animation from japan we're getting the writer from america we're getting these guys from here i kind of think that's pretty cool and that's you know it's a homogenous global brand where it's like people in all around the world are getting this show the same day it's not defined by its language or defined by that that's that's kind of interesting and is that what anime is in 2017 i don't know hmm. well I mean, things got like pretty woke then and i didn't mean them to be that's fine it's the end of the episode something terrible could happen in the next few episodes which makes us go that was shit but <laughs> I don't know. It's been pretty like Twitter friendly. Like I noticed a lot of screenshots flying around everywhere. Like it's like giant Toblerone stuff. Every line is like a Jaden Smith tweet almost if you pause it. Yeah, yeah, that's why I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently there's some transphobic stuff that happens towards the end. I've heard about that. I haven't haven't seen it yet. So I've seen everybody talk about it except the show. I'm I'm curious to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I got sent an article about it. I do not. Do are you familiar with an anime called Ramna Half about a boy who turns into a girl anytime water touches him? No. So I think it's a tribute to that. It's like so, there's a huge bear in it. I saw a screenshot from this episode. There's a huge bear. One of the characters is a girl, but then again, that show was made in the '90s, and it's not, right. and it's not the '90s now. So maybe it's. <laughs> I, I again, I, I I hate people making hot takes on something they haven't watched. Yeah, totally. So I'm going to reserve any any judgment until we've judgment seen, until it. I've seen yeah. it. But I do know Ezra was a huge fan of this particular anime where that's a plot device. It might be that it was maybe not the best decision to do it or kind of like a bit uninformative, like uninformed just to go ahead and do it now. With I think know. it's the comments that the, the, the character who who uh, transitions yeah, right. um, says 
Sure. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll see it when we, when we, when we watch it. Um, Angus, it was real. Yeah, it was great. This it, is such a like a return to return to the couch. We had a lot to talk about. The couch baby bros are back. It was um, so good. We spoke about um, eggs bowels move, bowel movements, that's, and that's all I want out of a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll be back next week with more hot takes, more shit stories, and um, you're gonna enjoy and is Neo Yokio transphobic? I guess you'll have to. But we're going to be the only podcast brave enough to no actually watch it before there. giving our. We're answer. getting Ezra and Jaden on the down <laughs> yeah. the line, and we're asking them. Just Jaden. Fuck all Jaden Smith. Yeah, what about Willow Smith's in, in it too. Yeah, Willow Smith's in it as well. Yeah. yeah. Jaden Smith's on Tyler's new album. He's great. Really? Yeah. That's unreal. All right. right. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I will see you next week. Enjoy your manana. Enjoy your morning. <laughs> I always get it wrong. Hey! Bam, 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 bam.